Welcome to the Laurent Collective Podcast, where we go deeper than just surface talk. Each week, we'll explore everything from family, business, creativity, culture, and faith. To make sure not to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe and hop on to Instagram at Laurent Collective to chat with us about this episode. Today, we are talking about income streams in your creative business and how to determine which ones are best for you. We're going to take you through some questions to figure out what is best for you and your business. We are back. Hello. I never know how to start the podcast. We are yeah. back. Hello. I don't know. It you is kind to... of awkward. It is awkward. A little bit. Beginning this, but... the, each episode, but that's okay. Yeah, we're <laughs> excited that you're listening. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yes, we are here today uh, as many creative businesses are moving forward after I don't want to say after the pandemic because it certainly is not over. Um, True. As the pandemic, we'll say, has made you look at your business differently. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic has made us look at everything differently, right? From professional to personal. And so today we're just going to dive into a little bit more of the professional side of things. Yes. So we'll be talking about some ideas for you on how do you determine like what brings income into your business because um there's tons of options frankly there's well yeah i think i think what spurred this for us too is again right at the beginning of pandemic like our business kind of stopped and we were kind of like uh we need to think like we need to rethink a little bit about what this looks like and it's really it it just had created a lot of good questions that we're we're going to walk you through and and talk about a little bit Exactly. And we're talking, we are going to use examples and like income streams for a creative business. Yeah. However, don't like if you're not a creative business and you have a different kind of business, we recommend you keep listening because we're going to go through some questions that will be helpful to you no matter what kind of business that you run um, of how do you figure out what types of income streams you can have because um, while we both have a knowledge base and creative, you know, we, we've done everything from graphic design to photography, um, obviously what we do now um, with it, which is having both teaching and courses and also selling products. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, t- we'll tap into all the different things. This also these questions that we go through will help you determine no matter what kind of business you run, like, okay, what are our income streams and that type mm-hmm. of thing. And um, we're going to talk about a little bit about like diversification that sounds very like financial that's the uh, it is financial but it's the idea of (laughs) not having all of your eggs in one basket but also not spreading yourself so thin that you don't have even a single egg yeah i think that's that's really key that's really key i think thinking about these different options and creating these different outlets but also if you spread yourself too thin especially if you're like a small business you can't do it all and like you will burn out so fast and you won't really have impact in you know one or two places because you're trying to feed a ton of different spaces and you confuse so. your audience too yeah yeah, yeah you can you can so we'll talk about that a little bit too so if you're thinking like uh what do you mean by income streams let's give some exact examples and again mm-hmm. we're going to talk in creative business terms here but put in your business type of thing here yeah. um, so obviously with a creative business um you could have if you're creating any kind of pieces or that kind of thing you have products you can sell obviously within products 
you can have such a variety of things that yeah, you can sell within that. It can be everything from notebooks to art prints to t-shirts to mugs. I mean, you the list yeah, could go on you forever. You just say whatever comes exactly. out of your mouth and that's kind of a product. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So all of that, that is, there's yes. lots of different things you could do with that. Um, original pieces. Um uh, you could sell, you know, you could, Pat, I'll use, use an example. Like you've created original pieces of artwork where you've sold the original painting, yep. but then maybe we've made a print uh, or it's a custom piece where mm-hmm. someone has hired you to do something, something very specific. And then we're not selling that to anyone yep. else. That is just exactly. for them. So yep. when I, that it's a variety of original pieces mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Sometimes we've done custom pieces that then the person that, ordered that is like yeah i'm happy for you to resell that or whatever so Mm -hmm. it just depends but i think those are things that you have to make clear to your clients especially if you're doing custom pieces exactly then there is something that is a word that you'll hear no matter what industry you're in called passive income and i love this but also it i think when people say passive income you think oh great i don't have to do any work which that's not true either yeah (laughs) So the idea of passive income is it's something that you set up and so then it makes money. The idea is most people say, well, you sleep, you make money kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you have to set it up. You have to be marketing it. Like all those things are still happening. But the idea is that it's kind of a evergreen is another word that people use. Well, you just don't. You're you're not having to. Once you set it up, you're not necessarily having to do much more on the creation side or all that kind of stuff it's it's already ready to go so once somebody purchases it it's done like you don't have to do much more to that exactly exactly but you still there's other things on the back end of it that you still have to take care of Mm -hmm. with it yes but in theory it's making money while you don't yes. really have to do it. And these could be like something like a, a course or something that's set up that you don't, I mean, you maybe do lives in it or something like that. But Yeah, there's... or like um, I, another thing I was thinking of is like a font. If I created a exactly. custom font and I put it up there and people can purchase it and they download great, it, download it, it's done. Like exactly. I don't, again, I don't have to do anything more on my end once it's created and it's set up to download basically. those these so. could be things like um i'm completely blanking on the name of it what is skillshare creative market like some of those things either yeah. you are sharing your knowledge or you are sharing like mock-ups fonts whatever it may yeah. be some of those kind of things or you can do it on your own website yeah. anything like that mm-hmm. um, another form of passive income can be licensing now there's a lot of work in the upfront of that but then it's handed off and Um, You know, for instance, we have some of our cards licensed in the United States. And so like once they get the artwork and we are constantly sending them artwork every quarter, we we send them ideas and hey, would you like to pick up any of these designs? And then if they do, then that we have no I mean, we can tell people, hey, look for our cards in these places. But other than that, Mm -hmm. it's literally we just every so many times a year a check arrives Mm -hmm. for the amount of commissions that that has happened. So there is again, it's passive because like we have no involvement on it after a certain point, um, except for we can point people that direction but so having some passive income streams is really good for creative businesses if you can get them set up definitely and then there's also teaching coaching yeah that's kind of self-explanatory that's kind of self-explanatory sharing your expertise exactly and i think what you just said though sharing your expertise remember i think often a lot of us and we're guilty of this too think well we don't have much to offer because we're not like at this certain status yet whatever Mm. that might be 
in a business. Yeah. Frankly, we're comparing ourselves to other people when we say that. But you're always one step ahead of somebody else yep. that you can help them in whatever it your specialty may be. Exactly. Um, and when it comes to coaching and teaching, it is all over the board about what people need and what oh you can gosh. teach. Yeah, it definitely. is way all over the board. So don't tell yourself that you can't do it. You can. Yep. Um, wholesale. Wholesale. That is, um, we have done some of this. Kind of dipped our toes into Mm -hmm. this a little bit. Um, And this is very much a like choice you would want to make. Wholesale basically means you are selling your products in in more of a bulk. It could be anywhere. I mean, ours have ranged from like five cards to a hundred cards, but you're selling them to a usually a physical store, sometimes an online store too, though. Yeah. And then they are reselling it. For the retail price. Right. So usually when you do wholesale, you are also giving the retailer a discount mm-hmm. on what your normal price would be. So there's a lot right. involved so with that. So they can make money. Exactly. They need <laughs> to be able to make money, but you also need to make money. Yeah. So that's like super important and thinking through wholesale. Um, yeah. This can be like some creative businesses obviously have been picked up like big places like anthropology and stuff like that. And you can see that in the store you're purchasing artwork from an artist. Anthropology hasn't created that design. Sure. Um, and yeah. so they will often buy things yeah. wholesale from artists and stuff like that. So that's, yeah. that's a practical example right there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, much smaller stores and stuff like that exist too that do that too. Yeah, exactly. Um, markets. Yeah. Whenever we're back yeah, to a place whenever, where we can do those. Yeah, whenever that's... Markets okay. slash... What do we call... Why have I forgot what they're called in the States? Like art... Um, like shows, shows. or... Uh, yeah, what are they? Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I've completely forgotten like the more American term for it. Any type of thing. I mean, it could be like anything. an event, like yeah, that you event. have a booth at festivals. Like yeah. uh, we call them uh, in the states. Sometimes you call it a booth that you have, and here in the UK they say a stall. Um, basically, you have your artwork displayed, um, and you're selling it, or your and, business or displayed, whatever your business it is. displayed, yeah, yeah. and you're able to sell on the spot right there. People are in and out, that kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously, this past year. Uh, a lot of markets, though, did switch and did online stuff. So you can yeah, participate in they those did, like, online. Ones, yeah. online. Uh, but usually there is, with those, there's usually a fee to, like, be part of the market. Yep. And then, obviously, then you make the money and stuff like that from it. We already said licensing. Yeah, we already talked about licensing. Um, we already touched on that a little bit. And then, and, license, and then there's freelance design, which you've done. You've yeah, done we've a done quite a bit of that. I mean, that's basically, you know. That's how we started. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's how the business kind of built itself up is just you know somebody contacts you and says hey can you do this for me and then you create it and you pass it off to them kind of mm-hmm. thing it's just it's more of a that's more on the design side of it of the art side of our business like more of the uh for me because i went to school for design and visual communications like you know branding and things like that that i'm i'm capable of doing for people and companies and small businesses and stuff we get hired from that sometimes as well so yeah and, and another thing too is royalties um and this we're just starting to dabble in some of this stuff so we're not vastly there's many people i could point you to that we're learning from right now in this process but that comes from anything um like your artwork is put into a book um or you're doing like you're actually doing the designs to go along with a book and stuff like that and there's multiple ways real royalties can um you, and you could actually write a book set yourself up, actually yeah, too you can set up the so it can be set ways. up that it's paid up front and that's all you ever get 
It could be that you get a small portion up front, that's an advance of your royalties, and then you get that paid as the book sells, or then you wait and get all the royalty, royalty. There's all these different ways that it works, but that is another way too. And that's, again, a lot of work done up front, but then it's it's income that comes in. Obviously, you would want to promote the book and things like that too. But Right. Um, so that's another another income thing too for a creative business that mm-hmm. is an option. Um, the, so I know we've just gone through that, but I think it's important to understand <laughs> yeah. like different options. Yeah. And we there's probably for sure some, left stuff out. Yeah, I was going to say no, it's probably not probably definitely left stuff out. But those are just some ones we've had some experience with. Um, the thing is, though, before you look at that list and are like, oh, like I know, I think I want to do that, that, and that. You've got to ask yourself some questions because they all involve different levels of commitment, different levels of mm-hmm. like space. I mean, all these kinds space, of things. Time. And you've mm-hmm. got to ask yeah. yourself, like, how do you want to run your business? Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, we found huge. that. I mean, again, because of, you know, again, the last year and a half, it's how do we want our business to function moving forward? And that's that's what's brought up this question for us mm-hmm. in so many ways. So Exactly. Yeah. And you have to, the first thing you need to do is look at your season of life that you are currently in. So um, this could be that you are in a season of life where you're just transitioning from a full-time job to this being, or, you know, when I say full-time job, like you're working for somebody and maybe you are in the process of transitioning to your creative business being your full-time job. Like that looks, that's a season you're in. Um, It could be you've got very young kids. We were there. That's a season. Work looks very different. <laughs> that yeah, season. We're kind of slightly um, still in that a little bit. We're in that, Somewhere. but our kids are older now. I mean, our youngest oh, is going to be seven soon. Um, and with that, that means like things look different for us than they did when everybody was pr- very young, or we still yeah, had somebody at home definitely. that wasn't in any kind of preschool or nursery or anything. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And so that's that's a season. Definitely. So you have to be real in what season you're in. It's really hard when you're in some of those seasons that are like, oh gosh, my time really is limited. It's really hard to wish that season away. Don't do that. Like, I, you know, enjoy that season you're in, but be realistic of what it means for your creative business. Otherwise, you're going to put undue pressure on yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely with that season, you know, you really have to kind of take an inventory of what's going on and, you know, look at your, look at what, how much time you have for certain things. Look at your Again, like going back to the previous podcast, like looking at your time and priorities, um, you really have to you really have to kind of take an assessment of all that stuff um, to really understand. Okay, this is this is what I'm capable of, and then and then almost kind of start to open up the door of okay, what can what what income streams can fit into this system or this time and space and exactly. opportunity at the exactly. moment. So yeah, knowing and understanding that time and what I mean sounds so cliche to say it in many ways, but what do you, in the season of life that you're in right now, what do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. Because that does determine, I mean, I, it's hard to say, I know, because uh, as creative business owners and as business owners, we want to be like, I can do it all. I want to try it all. I want to do all these things. But like, it's just not realistic to dive into everything all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so really think about the season of life that you are in. So take time to, you know, think about that, what that means for your time and stuff like that. So yeah, um, what does your time so look like? So that's the first question. The first yeah. question is what does your what does my time look like? What does your time look like right now in this season? What does it look like? Yes, because Again, like we said, let's use, I think I work with examples. So let's give some examples. Um, You know, for us, when I had my creative photography business, I mean, it was a photography business. 
we our kids were very young and mm-hmm. nobody was in any type of schooling at first when we started it um so we had to really look at our and pat was running a freelance graphic design business at that time too so we both had businesses and that meant we had to really look at the time and say like when am i available to actually do photo shoots because mm-hmm. you know these certain things come into play and pat may need to be more available during the daytime hours to talk with clients Things like that. So it made us really look at like, okay, like, and and then, I mean, when it comes to photography, depending what kind you're doing, for me, I was doing outdoor on location photography. What's the weather? Then what, well, the weather is in play, but obviously what kind of light is there? Like being out at noon and photographing for the type of photography I was doing, which was more natural light photography, that was not ideal. So Mm -hmm. that meant evenings, mornings, what that looks like, that kind of thing. Um, So you have to figure out like timing of things. And this is, again, I am one to say, oh, I can fit that all in. Mm -hmm. So you have to be realistic. Um, Something that I would highly recommend doing that Pat's like smiling at me because he's probably like, oh, gosh. But it really has helped (laughs) me is to understand like actually how much time do I have to work and what am I spending my time doing? Mm -hmm. And there are free things that you can use. The one I use is called Toggle um to f- and and just do it for a week or two i'm not saying you have to do this all the time i do do it all the time because we would like to hire a couple people to help us do things and i want to understand how much time they would be doing that for yeah but just find out how you're spending your time and it sounds silly to do that but like track during your day or whenever you would normally work and that kind of thing or even put on there like when you have to go pick up kids from something or yeah. if you're spending time with your kids and that because it you see then Oh, this is actually the number of hours I have that, to work. Yeah, you realistically have. Exactly. You yeah. have to be realistic in it. You can't yeah. you can't think, oh, well, I'm gonna stay up till four o'clock in the morning every you know, <laughs> yep. every week for the next six weeks and work. Like your body's gonna shut down at some point doing that. Yes, there are times that might feel more like a Yeah. It's a, more about thinking you know, about what is sustainable. Exactly. It's about because what's it's this is a this is a journey. It's not a sprint right now, like in this. And so what what is what is going to get you to that place that you want and you take you take one step at a time you can't you can't assume that okay in the next three days i'm going to do all this stuff and then i'm gonna it's all gonna work Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it's you've got to take very orchestrated steps to get to that point that you're desiring but you, you you can't burn yourself out just because you just have to be realistic in your time it's some things you learn because you do it and then you go what have i gotten myself into so like an example i can think of is pat had painted on they (laughs) had painted are you laughing because you're already thinking about it it was like no i it was probably late october and he came up with this idea this is years and years ago it helped launch our business actually um Mm -hmm. into what more stuff we do now but he came up with the idea that he was going to paint an old um vinyl record and then like paint lyrics on hand paint yeah i did like four of them just for fun lyrics on them yeah like his own like fonts he had come up with and hand paint them and everything so he did a few it got picked up by a really famous blog and then we were inundated with yeah. and they were every single one was a custom order because yeah, it was I think like I can, somebody's in like a couple hours i think i had 80 orders Yes. And what we had not accounted for, well, first of all, it was during the Christmas season um, <laughs> of ridiculous. it being like right as November hit. So everyone wanted them for Christmas, of course, um, that they were all custom. So when there's custom things, you have a lot of going back and forth with the client, making sure colors are right, the lyrics, yeah. the look, all that stuff. Um, and then 
when you're hand painting custom lyrics, like, and and you were very detailed in that, it mm -hmm. takes time. Yeah. Well, and it, they weren't just a font. Like, no, you were like I had like illustrated elements in yes. there and like all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was, and again, I had to create a, a sketch for the client and they had to approve it first. So it's like, I was in some ways doing it twice. True. In yes. a lot of ways. Um, because I, you know, I really wanted to make sure we were getting exactly what the client wanted. And when we, and it just, yeah, it was ridiculous. well, and when we did it too, these are things that all oh, charging the right thing is a whole nother conversation to have. But when we did it, we were like, oh yeah, this seems like a good price. That seems like it took you this much time. That seems like a good price. But then when we got that so, many and realized how much time it was taking, we we're like, oh my gosh, we, and even one of our friends was like, you are charging nothing. way too little for this because have you actually figured out how much time you're spending on yeah. them? And, and then like, how much did it cost to package it and send yes. it out? Like it, we ended up like like making no money on that it was just, until we upped the prices yeah. on them to be realistic so you do just you learn you learn yeah. sometimes you make mistakes like that and i mean you were up a non-stop during yeah. that time but again it wasn't it was we there was no plan in it no we and hadn't so thought about any of this that, the time. that was our that was a huge mistake on my part because it was something that i created something fun and i was like oh this maybe could potentially be part of the business not thinking that if I put it out there and people really liked it, I was going to have to do it, you know, yes. and, and not thinking of like realistically with some of the clients and things like that. I was like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll get it to you. Oh yeah. 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 And it just, I wasn't realistic in my time with it. Um, so if so, you are creating something like that, I would highly yeah. recommend before you put it out into the world, just know how much time you exactly track it. your time. Yeah. How many hours does it just take me to create that? And like mm -hmm. even and we'll get into some more things of this of like when you decide the products you're offering and how you offer them to like know how much time that takes you because sometimes mm -hmm. it's the stuff that and this is where I think creative business owners get tripped up of like I didn't think of my owning a business would be like this because you're like all I do is package orders. Yeah, or all I do is, you know, for photography, a ton of my time was going back and forth with clients and things like that, or like ordering the photos and that kind of stuff. And so again, tracking your time and knowing that is super important. Sometimes yeah. you learn it after, unfortunately, like we did in that situation. Right. But if you can really think about it ahead of time and mm -hmm. understand, you may only have 20 hours in the week to work, to actually do work. Yeah. And so what does that mean? How yeah. do you use that So if time? it's a certain custom product and you know that each one of those takes three hours, or four hours, you know, you can do five of those a week. And then is that the right product is, to offer? Because right. how much income is that going to bring exactly. you Exactly, yeah. So that's where the two questions come to play. Just of like, to understand your time. Exactly. And being realistic about it. Mm -hmm. So then with that then, it's what do you do with that time? So right. understanding right. your time Which and how much time you, you have. Just and then what do you do? Yeah. And then the follow-up question to what do you do is, what is your like zone of genius? What is What are you uniquely... Uh, able to do that makes your business and what gives you thrive life. and unique exactly and what gives you life in that time and let's be real clear here when you start a business you're not uh, uh, there are some people might be able if they have investors and stuff like that might be able to like hire somebody right away or those kind of things but when you first start your business it's you mm -hmm. maybe you have a teammate or something like that but it's you doing all the things all the things so that means you know you have to figure it's the finances it's the emails it's it's this it's that it's yeah. it's all the stuff that when you get into business you're like oh i don't like this part mm -hmm. <laughs> um and it's you doing it at front and so you've got to really honor your time and stuff like that and really mm -hmm. think through that well but that's part of the time now, exactly so. exactly but really think through like what is the things that i uniquely do that as i grow my business 
that I need to be doing versus like, I could have someone else do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't mean that that's a lesser thing. It just means like, that's not your unique gifting. So, you know, for me currently, like we're looking at having someone like when we have new products and things like that, or SEO and that kind of stuff of like spending the time to get it up on the website and getting all the SEO right. And that kind of thing. It's important for me to understand it. And so I have done the bits of understanding it and stuff like that, but that does not take my uniqueness in things, if that makes any sense. Like where more of like me writing the actual, you know, our content and um, things like that for social media, for the podcast or mm -hmm. different things like that, that is really important. And that brings mm -hmm. our unique voice into where I wouldn't hire somebody else to do that right. or for other people to speak on the podcast right. and tell them, you know, that kind of thing. But um, so that's thinking through that of like, what's your, mm -hmm. I mean, and you would feel the same way, like for Pat, like it's obviously creating. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you know, I think obviously we could find other artists and things like that that could create within our brand and look and all that kind of stuff. But yet for me, that I would really struggle with that to have another artist come on and do the work that we do and create the brand that we are because that's unique to me. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily unique to them. So, you know, for me, I want to make sure that I'm doing the majority of the creating and everything that we're doing because that's yeah that's what people are hiring but us there are for, plenty so. of businesses out there that have multiple artists yeah. that work for their business right. and but that's that, that that's again something that turns into something like that's where you want different. to think like where do i want to go in the future where do i want to take this in the future and like because then you're working towards that and mm -hmm. so as you're thinking through these income streams it's like well where do i what do i want my life to look like all of those mm -hmm. kinds of things are so important just like we talked about in the priority stuff um podcast yeah. It, because that informs like, well, this is important to me or this is not important to me or I need to look at these income streams. Mm -hmm. um, the other question is like, this sounds like a silly one to ask, but like, what does your space, physical yeah, space definitely. look like? Because that has determined, mm -hmm. you know, um, Pat has been, you know, had abilities in our previous place when we lived in the States to like paint large painting commissions, like big paintings. Yeah. For like restaurants and things. exactly yeah. and we had you know we had space in the house we had space in a the garage there's multiple options we don't really have that option here in london yeah. currently be, i mean we could we could figure a way out to do it we'd all but, have paint all over us but walking you by. would our dinner our dinner table would we'd have to eat on top of a painting basically exactly <laughs> we send no space for that so. yes so really thinking about that that's a simple one like even the products you offer and stuff like and how you offer those products um, is something for us. We have made a switch where we do print on demand now, um, where we, you know, for instance, an example would be, we haven't ordered a thousand mugs to keep in our house to mail out ourselves. Yeah, we just can't, keep, we can't keep them anywhere. We can't keep inventory like that. Um, and so that means like we had to look for a print on demand option. We made that choice for multiple reasons, like mm -hmm. sustainability, things like that. Um, but that is an example of like, we don't have the space to keep the stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be realistic in that. And that will determine the kind of income streams you can do because you may not be able to store a thousand mugs or a thousand t-shirts or things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I keep picking a thousand. That's just an example. Well, it's just, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we, we couldn't, we couldn't keep prints and like all that kind of stuff right now. Like we just, we don't, we realistically don't have space to have very much inventory of anything exactly you know whether that's yeah. a t-shirt or 
uh, print or, or cards or a whatever. bunch of cards. Yeah, we just don't we just don't have the space. So we had to we had to really assess like how can we make this work for mm-hmm. us right now and still create the content and the products that we want, but and and not just let us to print on demand stuff. Yeah. So. And and another question then too of like your income streams is like what waste are you okay with? Mm, so that yeah. goes into some of the things that you really, you know, care about and things like that. I'm so sorry. There is a truck in the background. Hopefully you can't hear it. Um, mm-hmm. But real life here, honking horns and stuff like that. Um, but what waste are you okay with? So we made a decision, like we had some experience in the States where we had ordered some products in bulk ahead of time. Again, we had the space at that time to mm-hmm. store it and stuff like that. And we had an incident, for instance, with offering clothing, and this was just not our knowledge base at the time just, and things yeah. like that. We really that struggled in knowing what sizes, sizes. to So order we ended up with a lot of, of one size left and it yeah. felt like we just couldn't sell that size. We just tried just, and yeah. it just wasn't a size that many people needed. Yep. We didn't know that ahead of time. Yeah. Um, there's certainly ways you can figure that out. But we ended up with a lot of stuff that we ended up like donating in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know that's something to think through. Mm-hmm. Am I okay if I order this many cards and then like I literally have a hundred left? Am I okay with what that creates in waste mm-hmm. or mugs? You know, we had an incident where we had a bunch of mugs printed and the printer messed them up horribly. And then the printer just told us to keep them. We couldn't sell them. We yeah. had a hundred mugs. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Like, I mean, they were not sellable. We didn't want to don't even donate <laughs> Yeah. It was like, what do we do with all these mugs? Um, so you really do need to think through that, like mm-hmm. a, a product-wise and stuff. There's even things, um, what's the right phrase here? Electronic-wise. Uh, what are the things right now we've been talking about? The big about? NFT the stuff? The NFT stuff. Oh, my gosh. We're not going to go, go into it. But <laughs> there is energy used in those. And if you start Googling yeah. that and stuff. I mean, there's, from what I've heard, there's still new solutions as okay. well. So well, that might be I changing. Think it's, I think that is still working it that whole side of the industry is working itself yeah out. so with so like but, but we follow happened. an artist that is really well known that he was really going to offer this yeah, NFT thing, and, then and then he then, shut it down because he was like yeah. i did not realize how much energy this uses to create these yeah, currently currently yeah. and that will that could change in a week i'm sure yeah. but i mean that's just something again it informs your decision so he chose at that time not to have it be an income stream for him right um so that will you know and all of us are different levels of comfortableness with yeah. the waste thing too mm-hmm. so that's to be there's no judgment there that's just to be oh yeah again that. it's just it's just that question what what are you okay with how are you okay you know are you creating pieces that with materials that are true you know how do you get rid of those stuff. materials yeah if you i mean there's them. just there's yeah. there, that question is good it's just it's more of like yeah how, how do you want to what kind of waste are you creating yeah um and then uh, we kind of touched on this earlier but it's just a question that is kind of uh, i guess it's the final question but what kind of life do you want to live and so this is the big question to ask when you're thinking about income streams of like why would i ask that question Mm -hmm. but so let us kind of share why we're asking that question because this has determined a lot of our decisions also in the past couple years too Mm -hmm. Um, and that is like for us we you know and and this is even future forward thinking for us too and so we're Mm -hmm. doing making decisions in our business right now that like aren't reality but are we are praying and hoping that they become reality and so 
for us, um, as you know, like we are from the States and we live in the UK and we experienced a couple years ago when we went back to the States, we literally had to shut our business down mm-hmm. um, because we were well, printing. We were, we were in a limbo space of we not were. really sure if we were staying in the States exactly or if we were moving back. And so we had to shut things down because we couldn't, we couldn't actually create the products that we had online because we were doing it at home yeah we were printing everything and we didn't at home. have a home at the moment exactly well we didn't it wasn't even that like even we realized that experience made us realize like let's say we go back to the united states to visit our family and friends and we go mm-hmm. i mean if we're going back there we're going to go for a significant part of time because it's expensive and everything mm-hmm. so we will go back for three weeks and shutting down a product-based business for three weeks, if that's your only income mm-hmm. stream, depending on the time of year, sure. But like that can be detrimental. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it in some different areas of just even like uh, website stuff and, and just different things like that. Um, we couldn't actually get anybody anything. Um, and so it's not to say you can't ever you know, go shut on holiday or down, shut yeah. your shop down, something like that. But it is practical things that you need to think through of mm-hmm. like, what does it look like? If I go on holiday, mm-hmm. who does these things? You know, sometimes before it was like if we were going on a vacation or something, we just said your products will ship in the next week because we're gone. Mm-hmm. Three weeks to a month, those start That's to change things a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Um, especially if we were to ever travel in like the holiday season mm-hmm. or something comes up during that time. So that made us switch to print on demand. Mm-hmm. Um, we do still have a print. I'm looking at it right now. We have a printer and we still do some of that stuff. But like that made us change. Um, and when I say print on demand, it means we have another company. It's not coming from us mm-hmm. that does that. that so has, like, different hubs no matter where the in the world, world we are, it's yeah. all connected through our shop and stuff like that. Someone orders, it goes through to them and they can print it and mail it and ship it. Um, that is not the right decision for everybody. But for us, uh-huh. because of how we want our life to look, and how we know that that will be a reality as traveling like that internationally and stuff yeah. like that um, to see family and that kind of thing. But that's part of it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, just didn't want to have to feel like shutting down our business. Because again, our hope is that some of that traveling and stuff is multiple times a year. We would hope eventually, yeah. And so if, if we're thinking future-wise, if that's going to be multiple times a year, that's not going to be sustainable for our business and and all that kind of stuff yes exactly um and then and for us too like we would love to have a team working for us i can't wait till we have that but we really thought through even that process of thinking we want our business to look like as we decided like well we'd love to like have fun like team retreats and stuff like that maybe Mm -hmm. during the year we don't we want to actually be able to give people the flexibility to work from home and that kind of this we had this thought before covid actually so yeah it has flowed well into things um that we want that flexibility so we want a virtual remote team so our space and where we choose to live or have or to have an office and stuff like that that's not a high priority for us Mm -hmm. now that could look completely different for you and so that also determines income streams like there's a great place that makes like notebooks and cards and stuff like that here in london and they have a really cool office space and i love seeing how their team works together and they're like packaging orders and they're working together and all stuff like that and i love that but i also have realized like 
that's not for us. Like that's right. not what we've chosen right. because that's not It's currently... really easy, I think, to look at some of those things and go, ooh, that's what I want. But oh, then exactly. Again, Their shop looks so cool. And, and I'm like, just, ooh, that looks so. That's kind of a whole separate conversation. But just the idea of like looking at other people and going, ooh, I want that. But is that actually the right fit for it's you? It's the whole so. staying on your path thing, yeah, which yeah. we talked about in yeah. another episode. It's yeah. all about that. And that comes so much when it comes to your income streams of like selecting those things mm-hmm. of like, what do you want your life to look like? Um, and like certain people we're all good. And that's, what's so cool about it is that's why there's so many businesses started. That's why there's so many different kind of creative businesses, because we all have these unique things and unique ways we want to do it of, and then you can bring in teams of people cause they're uniquely like meant yeah. for that kind of space or whether they're virtual, they're in person, they're this, they're that, like, that's what's so cool about all of this. Mm-hmm. But again, it will help you determine some of those income streams, um, with that, because some are going to take. Or the way that you provide those income streams, like, for instance, our print-on-demand method um, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So here's how those things, when you go through those questions, and let me really quickly repeat the questions for you. So what does my time look like? Yeah, being realistic about your time. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do with your time? Mm -hmm. What does my space look like, your physical space? And what waste are you okay with? Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last one is what kind of life do you want to live and what do you want your life to look like? Yep. So going through those questions, then like how does that actually determine like what you want to offer in mm-hmm. income streams and how do you say yes and no's to income streams? Yep. Um, basically, you want to think, like we said, think about your long-term goals for your business and they can change sometimes and that's okay. But long-term, where are you going? And then how you set, sometimes you have to dabble in an income stream yeah, that's to true. see if it's right for you. So sometimes mm-hmm. you've got to test it out to see like, actually, I don't think this is the right thing for me mm-hmm. or yeah, this works really Yeah, I think really in a lot well. of ways you got to go, some of that, you have to go through the process of pushing into that and then realizing, okay, maybe this isn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and some income yeah, streams okay. take time to know. So true. licensing, um, we you know, we've done different things and stuff like that. And some of it, because you won't know until the next quarter, whether you've made money. And so that you can't, you, again, I think licensing is a great example. I was listening to something recently of somebody that they've done, they're way more experienced in this than us. And they've done a ton of licensing and stuff. And she was like, it can, it's a amazing, great base, but it can't be your only thing because you have very little control over what the income is and stuff like that. And it can fluctuate so much. Um, So that is a great example of like some things take space, but like in time to know, but dabble in things, test them out, see what you think, like see what your audience needs and wants too. I think that's that's super important. That's really, really important. We started doing podcasts and doing a course and stuff because that was some of the needs we were seeing from you guys, from our audience of questions we get Mm -hmm. and the problems you were struggling with and stuff. We were like, oh, well, like we're so few steps ahead. Like we could provide some really good input and stuff like that and help you guys in your creative businesses. Um, So it's, it's taking those income stream ideas testing them out ask other people who have done them there are so many like i said there's somebody i've been really following and learning from and listening to that has a lot of experience with licensing and royalties and stuff because that while we've done licensing royalties is new to us and that kind of thing and it's just kind of like well i've got it we need to educate ourselves on it yeah yeah because we're getting those coming at us now exactly so yeah for sure so again it is just taking a look at the different income stream options you have yep you cannot all do them at once. <laughs> just yeah, that's a great point. I think just is yeah, impossible. knowing that you, yeah, take take a shot at a 
one or two. And see if you can do, for instance, here's a great example. You could be working, see if there's something that can be tandem that easily fits together. Um, Mm. Because so a great example is if you are making products, can that design be presented to somebody for licensing? Um, can that design be, and then, you know, then you have to work out whether you can sell it still and stuff like that. But, um, well, if it's picked up, exactly. If it's yeah, picked yeah. up, uh, can, you know, we participate in the minted community, um, and they have competitions and challenges that we will come up with designs or artwork for and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, the majority of ours clearly have not won. Um, I mean, we've had some winners recently, which we were celebrating, but like, but then we have those designs. It's not like you've done that work for nothing. Yeah. We can then take those designs yep. and sell them. If they've won, it's strictly an exclusive to minted. Yeah. Um, but we can test some things out there or there are other places that you can, you can still personally sell it or you can sell it in multiple places. Like we do some stuff with some card companies that like, mm-hmm several car companies have the same design that they sell because they don't have an exclusivity clause. And so there are ways that you can make it like work and mesh together where you're not doubling your work that you can do. You're not, you're not having to create things for specific areas. Sometimes that might happen. Sometimes. Oh, for sure. But maybe at the beginning you create a couple things and then, you know, try to push them into the different income streams and see what happens with either one. You know, if you've got to take something down because it's gotten picked up and licensed, you know, and it works out for you, that's amazing. Like, you know, so. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's just the important thing to look at is like you have lots of different options for your income streams. Um, I think this year with COVID and everything has taught so many people so much of like, I, we completely believe that it's important to like, understand your uniqueness and offering those things and you can't be doing 4,000 things at once but also diversifying your income streams um, in a creative business because we there's lots of options that are kind of quote-unquote easy wins they take work but they're easy to try and see and see how that goes um, with those things and so don't be scared of them I know some of them Mm -hmm. especially especially like licensing or wholesale and stuff like that those all feel so big and overwhelming and oh i have to make a wholesale catalog then and like all these kind of things google it like it's out there and there are people Mm -hmm. that are offering like good quality content to help you get started or good quality content that you may have to pay for but it's totally worth it yes because you it will get you to that next level and that's totally we have invested in our business to learn about these income streams Um, Mm -hmm. to learn about how to do them well, to be able to not just be like throwing things and hoping something sticks. You've got to, you know, follow people that you've seen be successful in some of those things and then like understand and and learn from them in ways that you may have to actually, you know, which you should pay for their information knowledge to help you and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, but don't do that until you have looked at your time and gone through those questions um, and what you want things to look like because it's not worth spending the money <laughs> if then you're like right. oh now i have to go oh back actually and do all that. Yeah, yeah. this isn't what i want for my business or that kind of thing um mm-hmm. so that's something to think about with it and all and how you structure things and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and this helps it's just so immense in understanding um what you want things to look like again it's all about seeing your path and knowing your priorities and that kind of thing too mm-hmm. that help you determine how do I make money in my business? Yeah. So I hope this has been helpful. 
We will uh, have a link to a couple of the things that I mentioned, like how to track your time and stuff like that, resources and that kind of thing for sure in the episode notes. Uh, But we'd love, as always, to hear from you guys. Let us know what things you have found helpful um, in determining income streams of your business or also, like, is there one we didn't list that you have found really yeah. you're having fun with getting into yep. and that kind of thing, too, of different ways um, to help grow your or creative just hearing, business? Yeah, hearing, hearing your guys' experiences with it and dabbling in it is always good to to bounce back and forth. Exactly. So. Well, we've loved spending time with you, and we will talk to you next time. See ya. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Laurent Collective Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review, which helps others find our podcast. Continue the conversation with us over on Instagram at Laurent Collective. We look forward to going deeper than just surface talk with you again next week.